All right. Welcome to part four of our five-part series on what real recovery looks like. Today, we are talking about being connected to household needs. We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. All right. If you have not been over to shatteredtothriving.com, we have a little bonus there for you for the holiday season. So we want you to head over there. We're also going to tell you a little bit more about it at the end of the episode. However, before we get rolling with that, we're going to read a review. And this one came in... Over the weekend. Over the weekend. Yeah. On social media. No, 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 no. <laughs> in our program, we have an app for our program, Shattered to Thriving. Well, Shattered Trust to Thriving Intimacy. We shortened it <laughs> as we talk about it. Um, and this was one of the, I believe, a husband who left this comment in the program. Awesome. Thank you so much for this model. My wife already knew most of what happened through a trickle. However, using this model was very helpful. We feel like we have a definite end and new beginning. We are so grateful for you. This started with the podcast, and then we got the course and helped us immensely. There is still a lot of work to be done, but today I feel free of lies. I never thought it would be possible. I thought these lies would go to my grave. That's a super, super important and uh, like comment, but also a really uh, big deal because I know what it's like to be in that place where I'm like, I'm going to take all this stuff to the grave. Yeah. I'm not going to tell a soul. So the fact that they were able to turn that corner is a huge deal. And there's no, there's no way to quantify the piece that comes from being able to actually get those things out. Yes. Well, and the crazy, that was from, I would say the hardest module in the program, right? Yeah. Module two is full disclosure. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah, pretty cool. I loved his just overall kind of attitude in, in what he wrote. It just sounds like he's humble and wanting to work and ready for change. So I love it. Um, I, I was kind of laughing, Kobe, at when you're saying super, super. I was thinking of another comment we got recently that was, <laughs> hey, does Kobe know any other adjective other than super? Right. <laughs> we say a lot of the same <laughs> words, and maybe that's a good thing to bring up. We are not. I mean, we're professional, but we're not professional. And I, hey, I love the word super. <laughs> I saw it on a billboard this week, like driving, like we super say something or other. And I was all like, three oh, of us say things that I'm sure will be like, oh, man. Like I say, right, right, right. <laughs> but you know what? It's okay. Guys, and it's uh, like once we put the headphones on and we just sit here, <laughs> the three of us, it's like we go to that place yeah. and wear that hat. And so you're going to get those. It's uh, just us. The supers, the, all those things. You're going to get it real deal, Holyfield, which is just unedited because mostly I just don't know how to do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's dive into the content for today. So um, all, all of the things that we're talking about in terms of signs of real recovery, um, these are also things that build trust in a relationship. Um, they don't go in any particular order. They all are, you notice they're not like checklist things. It's not like do mm -hmm. this one thing and then check that off and you're done with that thing. These are ongoing things that keep going and going and they start to show your integrity. They start to show your strength and they start to show who, who you are. And so the next one is being connected to the household needs. And um, this actually means a couple of different things. Uh, but let's just start with the maybe the first thing we think of, which is like chores. Do the dishes, <laughs> yeah. 
when the, when the dish when, when the sink is full of dishes, why does it matter to do the dishes? It says to me, like, hey, I see you. We're both busy or we're both tired, but I'm here. Right. So so when when his brain is just kind of like, uh, I don't care. I'm not gonna really like put any effort in to make sure it's nice around here to understand your stress and your overwhelm. And if that happens over and over and over again, and the expectation is, look, you take care of all of this because I'm preoccupied. That sends a message. It sends a message that I'm, my mind really isn't here. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I'm not saying that one partner or the other should do the dishes all the time. Right. But it, it's <laughs> a, right. <laughs> um, but, but it's a, it, you're connected to the household needs and you're doing it together. Well, and I think what you said is key for for what we have been able to figure out. And we're not obviously perfect at it. There's days where I don't show up in one of those things, right? But um, the fact that we both know, get the dishes done, or the kids are going to unload at least once today, and they're going to load at least once today. These, It's just how our house flows now, yes. where it didn't, it wasn't that before. It was just like... I always do the dishes in the morning because I'm the mom and I'm home. Yes. Where now it's like, oh, you know what? I have an extra five minutes while we're getting everything ready in the morning. I'm going to do the dishes. And it's not this, it's your turn. No, it's no, my no. turn. It's just like, it needs to be it's done. It's partnership. Yeah. Yes. And we never had that before. Yes. A man in recovery is willing to be in a partnership. They don't feel controlled. They're contributing together and they're building something together. Right? Yeah. Um, can so, oh, go ahead. Ashley. I was just going to say, I hear this a lot. And this to me is like, a. I hope people really like this episode because I hear it so much in my groups of just, you know, I see him sitting on the couch on his phone while I'm trying so hard to get the kids ready and off to school. Or I see him, you know, come home from work and just check out while I'm trying to get dinner ready. Can I play devil's advocate okay. a little bit with you, Ashton? Yes. Let's just see where this goes. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Um, okay. So I'm going to be the partner the that um isn't really connected okay um i work all day and i'm tired and you have no idea what it's like for me having to go to work eight hours a day and i'm exhausted and you expect me to just come home and have all this energy and take care of all the kids and be so connected but you have no idea what my life is like totally get that (laughs) i did that work kobe does that um, yeah, that sucks actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's meaning it's, it sucks for the person who actually does experience that who goes to work and yeah. comes home and it's like, Oh, overwhelmed. I, I sure. don't have the energy to connect. And right? I've been there and rarely did I ever work eight hours, but that's, uh, I mean, there's always more. I think typically all of us are with commuting work is probably well more than, than eight. But, but then on the other side of the coin, it's like, well, everyone's, everyone's perspective in the world is relative to where they are. So although that could be my position is like, dude, I'm like putting food on the table and I'm working all day to put a roof over her head. You're still in your perspective, in your world, doing the same amount of work. I'm raising kids. See, I'm that, doing this. And that's what a, a, a man in recovery or a person in recovery will understand is this isn't a me and a you thing. This mm-hmm. isn't a battle between the two of us and what's fair. This is a... I'm going to, you know what, even when it's hard, I'm going to step up. 
And even when it's hard, I know you're going to step up too. We're both connected to what's going on here. Yeah. yeah, I've been working all day and I'm tired, but you've been working all day too. So what you just said, Kobe, is absolutely true. Both partners yeah. might might want to lay there on the couch and do nothing. But when rubber meets the road and you're kitchen stinks of <laughs> mildew and <laughs> mold because nobody's cleaning it somebody's got to get up yeah. and do it right well and it's interesting because I um a lot of the people in my life both parties work right and so you have to figure out what's our new routine if we're both working we're both parenting we're both out of the home how, how do you navigate that together? yeah there's so Absolutely. many different dynamics that go into this and um I think it just if you can keep it simple, like you said, just this is a partnership and how can I show up for both of us, right? Yes. Um, then that's what's what you're going to see in the difference that it feels like, like not doing it out of resentment or not withholding because of resent, resentment, right? Yes, yes. I keep saying right. Now it's really bothering me. <laughs> now you're noticing it. Gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is really funny. Okay, <laughs> so, so this goes to two extremes, okay? And I want, want you guys to to see these. Um, and, and you've talked about this, Kobe, you've done this before, which is, I actually hear a lot. I'll go through this list of five things. And, and a lot of times the, the, the spouse is like, oh, they're really good at the connected to household needs one. And we'll get digging into it. And it's an overcompensation thing. Mm. It's like, they're like spending time with the kids and keeping the kitchen clean and doing all this stuff because deep down they feel so bad about mm. who they are as a husband and a father. So they're trying to overcompensate. Um, does that show up a lot in the beginnings of recovery? I, I think that's, um, I th or is it different for everyone? Yeah, I think, I think that one, it's hard to stay consistent with it. Yeah. Um, like a burnout. It, yeah. They burn out trying to do that. But, but I've seen, I've seen people do it for a long time. Yeah. Um, the other one is, uh, is this where if, if a person's, you know, addicted to pornography and sex and, and their mind is going elsewhere outside of the home. Um, they really do disconnect from what's actually going on. So they disconnect from their spouse on an emotional level. They really cannot feel the pain that their spouse is feeling about all of the household needs. And so they're comfortable with totally just being emotionally dead um, and emotionally disconnected from their spouse and so when their spouse complains or has conflict over it or shuts down because of it they don't meet that those bids for connection at all and there's just a feeling of from the spouse's point of view feeling used feeling taken advantage of and feeling like there's no hope that they're actually going to see that they're being used and it's a really really bad place to be in 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 a, in a marriage right you guys are looking at me like this sucks. No, no, yeah, <laughs> no I just, yeah, I, I, I agree. Th I think the interesting point about th that you made that I really identify with is the unsustainable nature, unsustainable, it can be unsustainable, the unsustainable nature of shame based connection to household needs. Yeah. It's, it's, yes. It's, if I'm motivated from a place of shame, then that means that my willpower is to, to get out of shame is the driving factor versus having a genuine um, non-shame-based commitment to yes. take care of the needs. Yes, a genuine commitment. Yes, a yes. genuine commitment to that. And my, the way that that looked for me is when Ashlyn would go out of town and I would relapse, 
than I was from a place of shame, deep shame. I was deep cleaning. Hey, next time you relapse, will you come over to my house? <laughs> no, our house hasn't been deep cleaned in a long time. <laughs> I'll tell you you're awesome. That's right? Uh, but I would. I would, like, move the bed, vacuum the bed, wipe the floorboards, move the couches, and deep clean the bathrooms, and all that stuff. And that was all an effort to... Next time he does that action, I want you to like open bags of flour and just dump it all over the house. (laughs) I hate this clean house. I don't want it. The truth is, (laughs) after you know, he he did that yes when he would relapse, and that was years ago. So now when he shows up in in that place of not doing it all in one day, but like moving the couches to vacuum, which I never do, I'm like, I have to like check myself, like what what's going on here, but. He's but, just but, showing up. But then isn't it awesome when there isn't that agenda? Yes. It's like, oh my gosh, like Kobe is like deep cleaning our house. Yes. But just because he cares about how clean the house is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a very real, and, and you know, Amy, our therapist, talked about the personal craziness index, right? And the way that she identified if she was like out of sorts was, okay, clothes are on the floor. They've been on the floor too long. I need to like evaluate where I am. Mm-hmm. And for me... um. I, I feel that like I feel the anxiety of chaos and disarray. Like I know that our our toilet room in our in our master bath, it just the floors are are, are just like fuzz covered. They're not fuzz covered, oh, but I they're dirty. Dry, I just, I just cleaned them. No, 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 no. Behind <laughs> the toilet and so forth. It's like I if I go there and wipe fuzz that, covered. Oh, I'm, uh, yeah, fuzz you guys covered. should see Ashlyn's face. Right <laughs> She's like, you just outed me on this toilet. No, it's I not totally even true. Just toilet, them the toilet looks, them. the toilet looks rad. I'm talking about like the stuff that's all behind the toilet. That's like dust settles. But you keep looking then, at them and not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, but it's on my list. It's like, okay, freak, I got to get, but I know what it means to do that, right? It's like I get on my hands and knees and I use a bajillion wet wipes or Clorox wipes or whatever. But the point is, is that I get to a place where I'm like, okay, there's too much chaos. And then I have to like organize my myself just to be able to take a breath well, and get back into control because I realize that chaos just does not serve me that way. Well, I love this point, Kobe. I was going to, I was going to bring it up. You know, if I'm, if I'm compulsively looking at pornography until two 30 in the morning and then I'm getting up at seven and going to work and I, I get home from work at four o'clock. How how much energy am I going to have for for home, mm-hmm. right? If if on my lunch break at work one day, you know, I go to a massage parlor and act out, and I go home and I'm feeling tons of shame, and I wa- I, I know there's a ton of secrecy that I'm holding. How much am I really going to want to like connect to my wife and my kids? Um, I'll, I might in a fake way, in a shame based way, because I got to overcompensate. But yeah, how yeah. much am I genuinely gonna want to connect? Mm-hmm. And so it, it is an indicator when 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 you're just tired, when you're overdrawn, when you're overspent, when you're acting out in your addiction, your personal craziness index is high. I mean, you yeah. are there, and so um, it's gonna be really hard to to even know what you're not connected to. You won't even be mindful of yeah, it. Yeah, it's the mindlessness, Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I can still remember times when um, my, so I, can, I think I kind of have like an, unf- not an unfair advantage, but like a, a an abnormal experience because my mom, I was the oldest boy, second of seven, and my mom was, was she's in this place where for a long period of time in my in my really formative years, she would identify the things that my dad <laughs> didn't notice 
or well, didn't do right. and say, Kobe, when you're married, you better notice when your wife vacuums the floor. Oh, interesting. And you better notice when she mops and, and sweeps her and, you, and, cuts and say her thank hair you. And That's your mom yeah. saying, I, I'm important and significant, right? Yes. That's what she's saying. That's exactly what it is. And and so as a teenager, a young teenager, I remember sitting Sunday dinner because there, we all sat down and my dad sat at one of the table and he had the two youngest next to him who were like, I don't know, probably four and six. And the meat was in front of him and then there was the rest of the trimmings and stuff and um, said the prayer and then my dad just reached for a piece of meat, put it on his plate and just started cutting the meat and eating. And meanwhile, the four and the six-year-old have nothing on their plates and they're sitting right next mm-hmm. to him. Yes. I remember my mom just getting up his tailpipe about that. And over time, I noticed that when that happened and I, I built this like disdain for that particular uh, mindlessness uh-huh. that, yes. that, that, that existed as um, for my dad as a parent. And that wasn't always how he was. I want to be really clear because I heart my dad. Um, but because of what I experienced, I'm a little bit more, I guess, I don't know if that's, a, maybe I, that's a, that's a no, false it's statement. True. A little bit more in touch with the needs of the household because you, of what my mom. Yes and yes and no. And yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> partially you're awesome. And there's all, yeah. All of okay. It. <laughs> no. Put me in my place, Ashlyn. <laughs> no, for Kobe, it wasn't like a giant, here's Kobe in addict mode, here's Kobe not. It wasn't a giant shift. No, no. it was very like, I mean, we had at one point where, because we have this weird dynamic where we both work at home mm-hmm. and we're both working, it's not just one of us, right. right? We did a brain dump is what we called it. And we wrote down everything that needed to be done in our home as a mm-hmm. parent as in a, like a boss and as um, like a spouse, just mm-hmm. like household needs mm-hmm. overall. Not overwhelming at all, that list. It no. was a giant yeah, list. Oh my gosh. It was giant. But Nobody wants to actually look at that. Right? <laughs> but I was having a lot of resentment. Like, dude, I'm showing up in this part of work and this part of parenting and you're not showing up for me. Right. And so I was having that significance over here and I'm leveling up and you're leveling down. We were not even right yes. in my eyes. Yes. That leveling up, that one up, one down thing. Super, it's not super important. good. Yeah. And so I knew it wasn't good. So we did this brain dump. We both did the list and then we went through with different highlighters. He was a color. I was a color. We highlighted things that were easy. Like it's easy for me to do the dishes guess what? He highlighted the same thing. It's easy for me to do the dishes. Um, and then we went through and the things that were left over, it was like, I don't want to do that, but you know what? I'm willing to do that thing that neither of us like mopping the floor is like the last five years has mostly been who got laundry. We both do it. Okay. Yeah. And we're turning it it over to our kids. Yeah. Yeah. We're praise the Lord. Um, We are. I'm super sad about that. But ultimately, I guess what I'm saying I love is, that, is it, it was really super cool. helpful for us because we saw what there was a lot to do. Yes. And it didn't need to be a laundry list for him to say, you better be doing these things every day. It was just like, these are the things that need to happen. And it would be awesome if we can have this joint. We're doing this. Yes. I like it was, it. it was a, that was an important discussion. And I'll tell you, this is actually really interesting because um, this also changed the nature of my contribution in the f- in the form of family needs, household needs. Um, when I got a smoker, that actually became and, yeah. and, and still is a, a hobby of mine that I really enjoy. I know that you have one. He's talking about smoking love. meat. Yeah, smoking meat. I got a, a pellet <laughs> smoker, uh, <laughs> pellet smoker, 
And um, that's be, since I got it, that's been something that I've just really enjoyed because of the the, the prep time. What am I going to you know smoke? What do I need to be able to do? And that's meant that I I take um, a lot of times the lion's share of the uh, of sure. the duties as far as. Um, dinner's concerned because I enjoy it. Yeah, right, right. it's a because hobby. I like so it. So I exactly. show up with the vegetables, and it's right. quite. I mean, I can open up a salad pack and be like, yeah. "My job's done." That's awesome. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's awesome. But that actually has helped, and um, I have to. So that's helped as far as the household needs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I enjoy it. And so if there's some are saying, "Yeah, I don't even know how to do this." So if you have a, a pellet smoker or a wood chip or whatever, or you have a grill that you love to grill, it's like then take that and run with it and allow that hobby that thing you enjoy to be a catalyst for executing some of the needs of the household. I think, I think, okay, there's, there are things that you enjoy. So it's like, Kay, like Jenny can appreciate that. I enjoy mowing our lawn. Mm -hmm. I I enjoy that. Right. And so it's nice. She doesn't like it. So I do it. And that's a great way. But then there, there is the crap. There's the like, okay, neither of us enjoy that. Yeah. Neither of us enjoy that. So how do we divvy this up fairly? The mopping the floor would be the example. That's the example. The paying the bills. Yeah. The paying the bills, yeah. for example. Yeah, I think we're okay. So, so we're talking about the chores, uh-huh. and, and 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 it's interesting to to hear about it in marriage because every marriage has this struggle. Like, okay, how do we actually make this work for both of us, where neither of us feel taken advantage of? Both of us are being boundaried and honest, um, and and, and there, there's a little bit of a struggle to get to a good place there. Um, but when we say connected to household needs, we're not just talking about doing the chores. Um, we're talking about you know, being because con- there are other needs, right? Yeah, like each child that you have, like the nurturing of the kids, has different emotional needs, and 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 you won't go connect to those and know what's really going on unless you want to know what's really going on. Um, you're, you're wait, 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 wait. Repeat that because that was really good. You know, you won't know what's really going on, on unless you really want to know what's really going on, right? So, so that's like an wow. overall general life quote, right there. <laughs> I'm gonna quote <laughs> yeah, you, Brandon. Yeah. It's so simple, but <laughs> think about it. You walk in your house and I can go lay on my bed and play a game on my phone for three hours. And that's a lot easier. It's a lot easier than dealing with my, my six year old's tantrum and, or figuring out or, or helping her sit down and work through her math and not doing it all for her, uh. but like going through the process of letting her learn it. Um, you know, and I'm not saying this to guilt trip anybody. We all numb out to some degree. Yes. We all escape. And actually some level of escape is good. Yep. But the more disconnected you are, it just shows the more you're trying to disconnect from life. The more you're trying to disconnect from life, the more likely it is that you're going to step into an addiction that helps you disconnect. Right? Yes. So, well, and I even think like coming home and like, s- or sitting in the parking lot before coming home. I hear that a lot. Like, I yes. don't want to go home. Yes. Oh, it's true. I'm avoiding being with my family. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay after work and just talk to people about nothing. Totally. Totally. I'm escaping at work because I don't want to deal with home. One of the things I used to do was I would accelerate the time frame for the, for the, for the need of bedtime with the girls. <laughs> Meaning I would get home and we would eat and then it was like, okay, we're going to bed. Let's like, and this is when they were really young, right? Let's, you know, tub and scrub and get into bed. <laughs> and, um, I literally was like two and 24, like every 24 hours I saw my kids for two. Uh huh. Yes. Right. The hour before I go to work, the hour after I get home and when they go to bed, cause we were early bedtimers 
And I would, it was like, I wasn't patient. So the need, the, the need in those, especially informative years, like early, early years with the kids is like, patience is the need. Understanding is a need. Connection and being present is a need. Those were needs that I was not feeling, filling. And, and sadly, you only had like a one mile commute almost always when you worked outside of the home. So you didn't oh, yeah, have time to decompress. Commute. Right. Yes. And leave work at work, you know? You know, the, the now, you know, there's a bunch of research out there that nobody knows where it comes from, but they keep quoting the research that, like, <laughs> well, this is one of those. So, okay. <laughs> so I don't know how legit this is, but I heard something like the average dad spends um, four minutes of actual connection time with their child every day. Oh, man. So, four minutes to actually like talking and seeing who they are and connecting at aver- on average, four minutes a day. Right? That's not very much. Yeah, that sounds all. crazy. And, and, uh, and bedtime is one of the best times to connect. And bedtime is also one of the most frustrating, <laughs> yes. difficult, hard times <laughs> to deal with as a parent. Oh, right? my gosh. Just pause right here. Go, go look up the Johnson Files on Instagram. And they have the funniest video about bedtime. Oh, really? Oh, like every out. child does the exact same thing. <laughs> if you watch it, you'll be like, okay. I'm normal. All of us My kids are normal. Can commiserate together. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I would say, in addition to that, as far as bedtime is concerned, in our in our uh, my observations is we've observed a lot of really challenging behavior at bedtime because our kids really are feeling the weight of their day. No matter if it was they went to preschool or they played with a friend next door, they want to process. Or yes, yeah. they're they're yes. feeling the emotions, and the emotions really haven't had a chance to be released or to let mm-hmm. out in a, in a meaningful or, or, or mindful conscious way. And so it manifests and bubbles up in, in terms of, you know, defiance or anxiety or worry or whatever the case is. And, and so as far as the need of the family, and that's why I think this is important that this was um, being connected to household needs rather than household duties is because a real genuine need is at bedtime is to allow kids a safe place to vent their emotions and frustrations and sad moments and, hard moments at the end of the day yes. so they can actually sleep better. So, and then they get into a routine of before I go to sleep, I have these conversations about my day and I process this so then I can sleep. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree. And you know, I'm a big fan. We do worry time every night, mm-hmm. but my issue with it is Kobe and I have two kids and there's two of us. And so mm-hmm. for us, it's very simple we you kind of have it easy. We do. Ways, we yeah. get it together. We pray together. We end our night together and then we divide up and we conquer. And nice. so I feel a lot of like, I don't know how to tell people to do it when they have seven kids. Yeah. And you know, Kobe doesn't remember those one-on-one moments at night with his parents because oh, they weren't there. Like, get the, get your well, hind and, parts and I to hope, bed. I hope uh, nobody's like, we're not taking this to the place of you like, hey, all, all parents feel guilty because you should be connecting more. Right. Um, do your best. Yeah. But but if you're doing your best, then you're connected. But what and happens if some of those needs that, that we that Ash and I deal with at night, what happens if a mom who has seven kids has older kids who stay after school and play sports or other, other extracurricular activities and the younger ones come home and the need of the kid is still there, so she, and they so connect th- at that time. Okay, but, when they here, come home. but here's the deal as a parent, and I don't want to get too too into this. We should, yeah, we, we need to do parenting. like a full series on this. Yeah, um, she is going to fail her kids in some way. It's going to happen. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that she's she's not really trying to be connected. She's going to fail 
because and, and that's the nature of parenting. It's our job to fail some, to do our best. We're going to wound our children, but then we're going to try to con- like correct it and connect back to them. And as long as you're willing to engage in that struggle, then you're willing to connect. Um, but what, what you're not going to be is perfect at it. Sometimes for my bedtime story for my kids, I, I show them a YouTube video because I don't want to make up a stupid story. Right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, I could give you all kinds of other examples where it's just like, I'm tired and I can't tonight. Mm-hmm. And, but as long as you come back and you do try to spend that mindful time, connect to their emotions, you know, in a perfect world, think about it. I come home from work. I can tell my wife's tired. So I go smile and do the dishes and mop and, and the house is spotless. Then I wrestle with the kids and we play and then I, I dig down deep to their pain and, and, and they feel loved and they, they just easily fall to sleep and go to bed. Like, that yeah, would be why are you awesome. guys <laughs> laughing at me? Because right? it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that way. It For any of us, that way. we no. go, our intention, we might start the day like that. Like this is going to be one of those days. Yes. And maybe one of the things goes total crap. <laughs> totally. And every day is different. I might come home. I'm connected to household needs and I can just tell my wife does not want to do bedtime tonight. So because I'm connected to her, it's like, look, I got this, hon. Like yeah. take a break. I'll take over. I got the energy tonight. Maybe I come home and I'm connected to myself and her and we're both depleted. And it's like, hey, hon, we we're both depleted. So let's both, uh, look, you take two of the kids, I'll take two. Let's get this done, yes. right? And we so. have those nights where it's like, we're both just spent or we had a hard day and it's like, I don't have a lot to give. And right. we have the, here's here's the video to watch and it has a good message and okay, we <laughs> love you and good night. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's okay. That's okay. And to me, that look that's kind of the feel of our neighbors behind us. They're in this like hard new you know newer baby and a toddler and they're busy he's working a lot outside the home and she's just like my house is a mess all the time yes and they hired a um cleaning lady to come in once a week do they have like tons of money extra to do that no No. but it brought her some sanity and took away that guilt and i think that to me that scenario you're describing is also that Yes. That you have some like backup plan stuff, plan B and, and get C. out of your shoulds yes. about whether she should hire someone or not. Like this is what works for them. And yeah. they're both connected to that. And it's a season yes. or whatever. Okay. One more thing. Oh, Kobe. Nope. Go ahead. Okay. The one more thing I wanted to mention, which I, I see a lot being connected to household needs does have to do with providing for your family. So your career matters. And I see this both ways. I see sometimes, um, people will overcompensate, they'll Mm. workaholic, they'll make as much money as they possibly can so they can then say, look at me, see, I'm good enough, I'm I'm a good spouse, can't you see that I provide? Or the shame gets the best of them and they don't believe in themselves and they don't put themselves out there and they really struggle to get a job, they struggle to stay consistent, they struggle to provide. Um, That's not recovery behavior. Um, I, I know there's different circumstances out there and depending on where you're at and the economy you're in or whatever, it's, it could be harder to get a job or not. But if you are persistent and you work hard and you believe in yourself, you probably can go get a job, correct? Yeah, right? I mean, there's been times in Kobe's life where he worked at, what, a milk boxing? Income? It was a soy milk factory and I packed cartons of soy milk into boxes yeah back i mean college. he he really let the ego go and just like i have to provide Kobe for got you waxed <laughs> i mean 
he has done. I didn't get paid for it, but yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> no, my, my buddy got laid off as an electrician, and he's just a good, hardworking man, like totally hardworking, willing to put himself out there. Got laid off, and within a week, he, he was... You know, he, he had, I think they had three kids at the time. He was delivering pizzas for Domino's until he could get another job, like another career that he wanted. And, and I, uh, you know, I heard that and my, my instant reaction was like, holy cow, like that dude is awesome. Yeah. Like it's like, he, he's just putting himself out there to, to just do what he can. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that's so. a super important one. I really do like that because at the end of the day, and this isn't always the best situation for that meaning, um, sometimes just providing basic needs is a challenge. It's just a deep, deep challenge for some families, and sometimes it's not. And um, realize that although you might have challenges with managing and meeting certain household needs, you probably um, are able to have an upswing of... Um, execution in another area of household needs so be easy on yourself this this um this episode is really meant to say hey um do your best give it your best effort uh focus on progress let go of perfection don't use this episode as rope to say f this like i'm not measuring up and i can't do this this is a matter of just hey connect to the needs of your family of your household and uh, if you can do that then literally that is an indicator of real recovery. And on the flip side of it, show some appreciation back to your yes. spouse who is connected. I'm so glad right. you said that. And I would say, you know, the the guy, if you're the provider and coming home after a long day and you are f- feeling all those, the stress and the tired and all those things, if you can be in that place as the betrayed, you may not be in the beginning, but you can get to a place where I can also tap into his needs. Right and what he's you know feeling and right and and you actually will connect in that struggle yeah. together so yeah i also we were talking about this before just the culture is different now um i think my parents generation and the g- generation before it was very much like a woman's role is this and a man's right. role is this and it's really just wishy-washy now it's like anyone can do any role and right. so you may have been raised a certain way with you know women do this and men do that and your spouse maybe didn't get raised that way. Right. And it's that coming together and figuring out, hey, what, how, how are we going to show up in our relationship? Yeah, don't expect your relationship to be like your parents. Yeah. So. And remember, your relationship can change and evolve anytime. Speak your truth about the needs of the household. And if you need to have them redefined, then do it. Yeah. Make it happen. Guys, thanks for being here. Totally appreciate you being a part of this. Next week, you're going to get the fifth and final part of this series on uh, what real recovery is and looks like. And in the meantime, love to have you rate and review. If you do that, that helps more people who are searching for this kind of help to find us. And in the meantime, go fold some laundry. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Okay, guys, like we promised, we were going to tell you more about our holiday hope sale for Shattered to Thriving. Um, What that is, is it's it's a payment plan and it includes three bonus calls with the program Shattered to Thriving. So what that means is you'll have a chance to get in a call with Ashlyn, Kobe, or me, and we can answer your questions live and walk you through the program at least three times. 
Anything else you want to say about it, Ashlyn? Um, I love these calls. So if, if that sounds like, oh, this is exciting, I get one-on-one -on -one time with Brandon, um, but also that sounds scary. I get one-on-one -on -one time with Brandon. Right. Um, it's a group call, okay? So there's going to be other people there. You can get on without putting your name on the account or even your photo. So it can still remain anonymous if that's how you want it to be. So I just want to be clear. Everybody who has signed up for Shattered to Thriving in 2019 is invited to come to these calls. So we look forward to seeing you in there. We can't wait to answer your questions and please come and join us.